Are you that bad of an athlete that you have to feel great to perform well? Can Revisa. You're listening to an Inside Quote episode from EWS, where inspiration from iconic quotes is translated into practice. And wisdom can be embodied into one's life. Get ready to unpack essential principles and enjoy. Here on today's Inside Quote, you've heard it. You're listening to a provocative one. Just as I love, from the man, Ken Revisa. Ken was a renowned sports psychologist that often put a mischievous touch on the value he continuously wanted to bring to the table. I've already produced an inside quote before, on episode number 27, around preparation, routines and emotion management coming from him, and I've decided to bring, again, him, here, with a great gem. He was a very down-to-earth, pragmatic and efficient kind of guy who helped hundreds of athletes to level up their, their game and live better with and through their challenges. He was a precursor of sports psychology in the US especially and unfortunately he passed away a couple of years ago. Today's choice was in that direction of helping athletes. This quote is one that sticked with me for long as I grin to it. As you can imagine, it was not with a bad demeanor that Ken used to approach athletes with this question. Again, are you that bad of an athlete that you have to feel great to perform well? <laughs> it was more, of course, to inspire some things that we will discuss forward. So let's dissect it in four parts. 1. The context. 2. The call to look inside yourself. 3. The contrast between expectations, preconditions and level of performance. And 4. Overcoming a disregarded limiting belief. So first things first, the context. Let's imagine an athlete with a certain set of difficulties or interests to work with Ken, the psychologist. Ken pulls up this sentence when they were to talk about conditions that can bring optimized performances and about confidence in practice. And let's consider the following. A style that is often seen in many team cultures is one of showing strong composure all the time and pumping up, pumping up one's energy and oneself to feel awesome and unstoppable in order to, yeah, perform well. Ken calls it the swagger. And also, as Ken tells us, confidence is overrated in some sense. Overrated. Meaning, assuming that one must feel super confident to perform the best and win. Or even on those occasions when one is relying on having a high level of confidence to start executing some moves. Or completely endorse the practice. <laughs> So let's start to knock on this quote by thinking, do we really have to feel at our best to start engaging with the tasks proposed? To perform in what's in front of us? Hmm. Let's leave it as that as we move forward to number two, the call to look inside. This is exactly the starting point. 
the question's intention promotes this, the call to look inside. Basically, why are we relying on feeling a specific way to start performing well? It's comprehensible that the more confidence one has, the athlete, the more at ease, the more energy he or she will feel, which can, in fact, lead to better performances. I am not saying otherwise, telling that confidence is irrelevant, but although we can still make the warning for having performance at risk in the cases of an excess of confidence, but this is not to go in depth now. Meanwhile, well, there will be times where confidence isn't that high, let's face it, and it's natural for any human being to have some vulnerabilities and tiredness which can impair it as well as the performance level together. So confidence can be fragile, as Ken points out. And regardless of that, referees can't stop the game for you to build confidence back up. Neither you can get out of the pitch to brush it out. These doubts and feeling of lack of confidence, I mean. So, even if we only feel like we will be at 50, 60 or 70% productive of our maximum capacity, it may be important to embrace that and check how we can do the best with what we have within and in front of us. Our resources and our circumstances, I mean. When one starts to feel that way, one may ask, what in this situation is making me insecure? Or what am I protecting from in the face of this situation? And if one is about to choose to act courageously, let's say, and stepping forward, one may ask, what needs to be done with my body? How can I still benefit from this play? Moving forward, number three, the contrasts and taking advantage. The call to action from this quote is to not worry about the confidence and stop idolizing it. Instead, the way to go is to focus on what is controllable and what is pretended from the athlete in the given task, or the training session, or the competition match. And as Kel also tells, it's part of the dance, man, and you can't stay dwelling on, I don't feel right. Sometimes you have to talk your way through it. End quote. Have you paid attention to this last piece? Notice that he told, you have to talk your way through it, not out of it, not around it, through it. And this is an important aspect to highlight because many times sports people have the sole expectation that a sports psychologist will come to provide the tools, tips and tricks to prepare the athlete to feel at his best and be a consistent, super high performer. Despite the fact that we can try to become that way sometimes, it isn't possible. And we have to stimulate the resources within to deal with difficult moments where this enters one when he or she doesn't feel at his best something is off wait excuse me before you continue on for the episode i will just ask you for a review this is a common request i know and i imagine it can be tedious to do so to divert now and i am aware you as a listener just want to grow through However, if you do so on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, 
it makes an important contribution for EWS growth and for us to keep providing relevant contents for you to actualize your sports practice and mental game and also for me to be able to continue to bring in great guests. Moreover, each month we randomly select their two winners to receive exclusive material that will assist them reaching their full sporting potential. Also, it is important for me to hear your feedback, so head over there please, the links are in the description as always alongside with the timestamps. See ya! Plus, sometimes, it's all about putting important behavior in front of emotions and not the other way around, as hard as it can be to counter that. By getting objective and focusing, for example, on what specific moves the athlete should make in a given moment and in which position he should be, the worry and the need for confidence may start to fade away. Howsoever, down the road, anyone can take advantage of further information that is collectible from that practice results. The intent here is to become increasingly able and at ease with the discomfort that one might feel in a low confidence state, or with an unforeseen situation in their sport that might appear, shifting from an avoidance tendency to a proactive mode shifting from expecting to lose in that moment to a positive expectation of gaining important feedback to future adjustments. And here, let's give this extra note that I am not just speaking about technical and tactical things during that competition match or training session. I am here also noticing that it may be important to look after the reasons that may lead an athlete to feel less confident. That may be interesting and important to explore. But that's another topic. Keeping it on, let's face it, uh, you can indeed take advantage with any unfortunate or despicable performance because it can function as a good result to correct something and improve. Even if it is not around technical aspects, again, it might be on mental ones and on dealing with adversity. And this starts to become achievable just when you adapt your perception about it, which is, in itself, a crucial and great skill to develop. So, to wrap this part up, it's like, even if things are not going so well, we can take some from it to our advantage, even if it's hard. Number four, overcoming the limiting belief. Have you noticed already how a limiting belief is ingrained in what this quote points at? Again, the quote, Are you that bad of an athlete that you have to feel great to perform well? I mean, simply put, an athlete that would answer yes to this question would be signaling that he or she is conditioned or limited in his her performance to the quality of emotions felt at the time prior or during that performance. Understandable, but not desirable, right? That's where concepts like mental toughness join in. And concrete limits that get manifested from there are when one tends to avoid practice when not feeling great or as wished, to be pumped up, for example then there's a loss of opportunities to enjoy and learn, 
because one is expecting that and by not getting that he will not perform in the same way the efforts will not be taken in place as they should be so there's that also pretty much related to what i just said the more dependent one is on feeling super confident to start taking risks also known as extending comfort zones and from there evolve or just believing he needs to feel super confident to perform well the more enhanced is this tendency to run away to throw it away the experience and forget what was lived in that practice probably because an athlete usually don't want to appear a worse player or is ashamed of the lack of brilliance in the practice or lack of the quote-unquote good results that's a big topic an orientation to results or more to the processes listen to more episodes at ews to engage on that and to keep rolling on this well some great tips but often not so simple are to generate some consistent routines for how you ideally want to react and play for best results for example committing to if-then implementations. This is a theme that I will leave a link to this activity on the description of this episode and efficiently work those difficult or cringy moments by performing the most adequately possible right then. Because we were talking about that and not feeling that good and feeling more pressure or whatsoever. Coming from this expectation from this belief that one needs to feel well to perform well so link in the description for that information during these whole processes that some may call them coping processes previous during and especially after can advise us to one get the information from those feelings and from what was faced in practice technical tactical components of the game here included Secondly, forgive yourself for what went not so perfect and stop beating yourself down. No need to take those mistakes personally or as proof of fatal incapabilities. And thirdly, play forward, meaning getting to the next moment where you can enjoy and improve your practices. Again, with what you have at hand. This is indeed a great recipe for more mental peace, more mental poise and improvement. Thanks, Mr. Ken. Well, what you just heard was something probably easy to understand. But to assimilate this or put it into practice is a harder task for sure. At EWS we aim to translate the theory and mental principles into practice the best way possible. But it all comes down to you. Take a moment to really reflect. Is this good for me? What can I do today to implement it? Again, the keyword practice. How can you translate this into practice? Practice it and go ahead. Keep enjoying the process of efficiently working sports. To bring some of the main points home, one, it's kind of an illusion to feel great at all time prior to a practice or a competition. Two, remind yourself that you can always use what has happened to you on a quote-unquote bad practice 
for your advantage by accepting it and honing on the information contained there. And three, remember that you can also always adjust your playstyle. For example, maybe by playing safer and bringing you back to the present moment, to what's important now, retrieving the WIN acronym proposed by Dr. Eddie O'Connor on our last interview at EWS. In the end, Ken offers with this quote a gentle, beneficial sarcasm onto the players that not only are dependent on their feelings to perform in a satisfactory level, let's say, but most importantly to the consequences that sprouts from this premise. That there's a danger of the player becoming too rigid and stressed out, and ultimately from there, incapable of adapting to difficult or more challenging situations on the pitch. As a result, unfortunately, this builds a certain avoidance style, as I've mentioned, that interferes with the development of his potential capabilities. So, the final purpose I want to leave in here is on the way the question is posed. Is for the players to start to wrap their heads around that issue. And this sets the stage, or the challenge, to change the macho man style in sports, which is often just a defensive or safe route, and turn from there to a more humanistic and compassionate one towards oneself. And strategic. A strategic one, in the sense that one can adjust and select more functional ways to respond and perform, even on tougher moments where emotions and physical states don't seem to accompany and on the appearance, I, I must say, of a desirable peak performance. And even more, as a final reminder, this tweak sets up to challenge fears related to one's image and reputation in exchange for one of humility, curiosity and real bravery, tweaking here also on the concept of bravery. All of these in order to flex and improve more broadly one's game. So to finish, I would love that you, athletes that are listening, can integrate the messages from this insight quote in the most adequate and adaptive ways possible. I will ask that you spend some time reflecting upon this, and to help on that, I remind you that you can write a comment right there on some podcast apps, on our Instagram at ewsport.eu, or even by sending a quick voice message on the clickable link I leave right at the end of this episode description. If you prefer to stay anonymous, this is a good option. All simple and free. So take the time to do so and take a step to be closer of efficiently work your sports practice. Until then, take care. We hope these messages got across well to assist you in efficiently work in your sport. For more information, go to ewsport.eu and get in touch with expert interviews and other types of posts.